Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis or Velosos on social media. Welcome back to So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style. Stay listening. So Organized Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style. So Over 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. Today's guest on Sober 50 podcast is Bird or at Yoga Bird Sews. And we're about to learn more about her sewing life and how she is now contributing to the sewing community too. Thanks for being today's Sober 50 guest. Hello, Maria, and thank you so very much for the invitation. I'm super excited to be here. Um, so thank you so much for inviting me to participate. I've seen the work that you've done on Instagram, and it's lovely to be able to speak to you about that. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. As a sewist, you contribute your time and skills to the sewing community. Can you tell us what motivates you to contribute in this way? Thinking about that question a little bit, I'll give you just a little bit of background about myself. So, yes, you know, I grew up watching my mom do a lot in the community, the PTAs when we were in school, civic kinds and political kinds of activities. And even right up until her death, she was still collecting bread and different little things like that to give away to nursing homes. And so I grew up with a spirit of service in my background, and then I spent 30 years as a public servant working for the federal government, writing and developing housing policy and implementing it as well for lower income families. So again, giving back. And then after retirement, I got very active again in my sorority, which I pledged when I was in graduate school. And that is another opportunity post-retirement to give back. And the sewing is really part of it because there's a nursing home that we support and a school. And so I've used my cricket. I've used the sewing machine to create bags for residents who are having a birthday in any given month and customizing the bag with their name and says happy birthday, but also giving gifts and things to other people. So it's just been really fun to be able to use my skills and talents post-retirement, the artsy part of me Mm -hmm. in a service kind of mode. You're the first person who's been on the podcast who has talked about the pledge to sorority and how that also helps with providing to the community. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It is really an incredible thing. I've been part of my sorority dating myself now, but I am in the 50 plus community. Yes. So I've been part of my sorority now for over 40 years, and it is a historically black sorority. It's open to everyone, but women. Mm -hmm. Interesting because it's, you know, we're ending or rounding out of the women's month. We spend a lot of time focusing on service. Our general tenants of the sorority is scholarship, finer womanhood and service is a big, big deal. And so all over the country, all over the world, there are chapters Mm -hmm. that are doing what we're doing here, which is raising money for nursing homes, raising money for local underprivileged kind of schools, raising awareness around social action type of events might be human trafficking. It could be women being exploited and things like that. Um, So it's really been a good thing because while I was raising my children and working, I didn't have the time. So it's been great post-retirement to be able to jump back into that. On the face of it, 
you know, my question was about contributing to the sewing community. You contribute to the whole community. Thank you. Thank you. Um, With all the work that you do, you really do. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And contributing to the sewing community is actually the newest thing for me because I've only been Mm -hmm. sewing for a wee bit time compared to so many others and looking forward to opportunities to do more in the sewing community, to bring that skill set here. We're lucky to have you in the sewing community then. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's great. So your online name, how did you develop that? So the Yoga Bird Sews was developed because the yoga, and a lot of people call me yoga thinking that's my name, but I've been teaching yoga and fitness classes for over 20 years. And so for many years, it was Yoga Bird. And then this last year, when I really got into sewing and met so many people through the Sew Over 50 community, I changed it to Yoga Bird Sew so that it really truly speaks more to who I am. And it really does. You've changed it because you've only just started sewing. I've been sewing for a little over a year. I will say maybe 15, 16 months is all something that I kind of picked up after COVID hit. And how did you discover the Sew Over 50 community? Interestingly and wonderfully, Instagram does an amazing job of once you start getting into certain kind of spaces, such as sewing, that you start to see all of these other things in your feed. And so I saw all of these beautiful and talented people coming up over and over and over again with beautiful things that they made, but then giving sewing tips and how do you do a buttonhole and, oh, I had trouble with it and this is how I fixed it. And I'm starting to research it and I found my way to the Sew Over 50 community and I have not looked back. Judith and Sandy are just, honestly, I've said this to them in a private message that they're incredible how they welcome everyone and they make connections. They share things about not only sewing, but then sewing competitions. Recently, the festival in the UK. Yeah. It's just an amazing space. And so that's how I was introduced just through Instagram and looking for inspiration. Hats off to Judith and Sandy. They do so much work. And you're right. When you're new to the community, they just grab your hand and they get you started. And there's over 40,000 followers. So that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. In addition to having 40,000 followers, they're nice. Yes. I can reach out to them and they'll answer a question. And literally, I don't know when they ever sleep, but they're always available and answering my questions. So they're they're genuinely nice people. Your journey from yoga through to sewing, how did that happen? I've been doing yoga and fitness related classes, teaching those, and I still do teach those. I teach five classes a week, some virtually, and then some of them actually back now in the fitness studio. But the sewing piece, just about 15, 16 months ago, I said, maybe I'll get a sewing machine. And so I found one on online for $99 US dollars and ordered it and I still have it. I love it. That thing is amazing. It's a brother machine because I wanted to keep myself occupied and keep my brain working, you know, even though we were in lockdown and started sewing my own drafted, self-drafted pajamas. And everyone in the household got a pair of pajamas, but that's how it started. I was terrified of patterns. I was terrified to buy a pattern. And what did that mean? 
So I thought it was easier self-drafting. And some of them were kind of funny, you know, dropped crotch, not done on purpose, not quite fitting, crotch too high, or, you know, that sort of thing. But that's really how I got into it. And then I started making tote bags, easier things, and finally ventured into patterns. And I haven't looked back. Oh, good. Look, I'm glad you've entered sewing the way that you wanted to enter and have found your way to now using patterns. It's good. It can be scary for someone who's new, especially if they've gone from their initial mask making because they had to and then thought, oh, this is actually really good. Let me try it, you know, in another way. Yeah, that's more fun. And such a huge sense of kind of accomplishment when you make something that you love and seeing all of the many things that other people are making. And it's just kind of encourages me and did encourage me to continue. And I have so much more to learn, but it's been a really fun journey. How big is your sewing queue now that you've realized you love sewing? So are the things that I've made? Things that you have planned. Oh my gosh. Okay. So (laughs) the things that I have planned, it's interesting because although I am very much a planner, I don't necessarily plan out my makes months in advance. Some people know, oh, in June, I want to do this. I do know that my queue right now includes a really nice shirt that I'm making for my son. So hopefully he won't see this until after that shirt's made because it's a surprise. And I have a couple other things that I'm making for folks. I have a couple pattern tests I'm working on. But as far as the big queue, I really want to venture into swimwear. So it will be warming Mm. up here soon. And, you know, at least for me, finding swimwear that I love, that fits me and I feel comfortable in it is a journey in and of itself. And so I'm really looking forward to trying my hand and making some takinis and bikinis and in mm-hmm. fabrics that I want and, you know, a comfort level that's, that's good for me, whether I'm exercising in a pool or just lounging by the pool. So that's really big in my queue. And then wanting to make my own summer wear. So this will be the second summer that I've been sewing. The first year I kind of stayed away from pants. I was like, zippers? Oh no. Oh no. So I did a lot of skirts. So I'm looking forward to kind of making my own wardrobe for the summer. That's great. So when you started pattern testing, what were your challenges? Pattern testing, I jumped into that area kind of with both feet kind of like jumping into the deep end with both feet because I had never sewn really a zipper. I think maybe I'd done it once. Like I said, buttonholes, I'd do anything not to put in a buttonhole. I made pajama tops with Velcro closures because I just didn't want to do a buttonhole. When I jumped into the pattern testing world, it really stretched me because I think the initial test I did, what did it have? Zipper in it, a zipper. So you know, it pushed me into areas that were not necessarily my comfort zone. So buttonholes, zippers, doing jeans, all of those different kinds of things honestly came from pattern testing. And it is something that I highly recommend because I think if I hadn't done the pattern testing, I don't know that I would have necessarily gotten there as quickly. But like I said, I just jumped in and said, let me give it a try. And did you get help when you asked for help? Yes, able to get help. And I will say that the So Over 50 community has been really great about that because I can kind of go through and find other little tidbits or it takes me off into different tangents and directions where other people have provided some guidance. I end up on YouTube 
you know, just watching some of the tutorials on how to do it step-by-step. Honestly, that's been incredible because the pattern doesn't tell you necessarily how to install a zipper, right? Or to install a buttonhole. It just says, do it. And so the, the YouTube has proved to be really, really helpful. Of the sewing that you've done so far, what project has been the one that you've loved the most? I have to say, Maria, there are two. Okay. Both were for my kids. So for my son, and that was a surprise, he was being honored by his undergraduate school here in the States with Alumnus of the Year Award. And so he had recently released a new album. And so I used his album logo, kind of like the artwork. I worked with a local store, customized the fabric. So I had the fabric made specifically with his, his new album cover. And for the first time, I made a button-up shirt with a full collar and stand and the buttonholes, just using his measurements. I had no idea if it would fit. Well, when he came into town, because he lives in New York, when he came into town for the award ceremony, and I gave, and it was his birthday too, so I gave him his present, and he just, the joy on his face, just immense. And he tried it on right away, and it fit perfectly. Oh, wow. Perfectly. And I didn't really make it for the award ceremony. I really made it for his Mm -hmm. birthday, but he wore it to the award ceremony, which was, I was like, oh my gosh, he really, it just looked so amazing on him. He's like, mom, I wear it all the time. I love it. So that by far, because just the residual returns of his joy has been special for me. And then one of the first things I made for my daughter beyond pajamas was a jeans test with wardrobe by me pattern company. And it was the first time when they say, can you test this? I'm like, yes. And I'm like, I've never done jeans, but yes. And um, (laughs) so that was actually a very interesting. So, because when you're making jeans and you're using that really thick thread and you have this thick Mm -hmm. material, that was a big learning process. I'm grateful for that. And then putting in the fly And then when she tried them on and they fit her, I was like, oh my gosh, so amazing. Mm -hmm. So by far, I think those two projects were probably the projects I'm most proud of. Wow. I mean, congratulations for both of your children and all of their successes. They get to wear their mom's me maids for them. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bert, what project would you like to sew next? I will say that one of the things that I, I love are accessories. And so shoes Mm. and the clunky boots that we've been wearing this winter, not the high, the low rise ones where the heel is a little bit chunky, but it's pretty much a flat boot and you can get them in all different kinds of colors. And then they're also not sneakers you would work out in, but basic sneakers that are colorful. I love that trend right now because You can have a fashion statement or make a fashion statement and be comfortable. And to be able to pair that with Mm. different dresses that I plan to make for the spring and summer, even pants, even shorts, and just being comfortable now that we're starting to come out out of our homes more often. So I will say lots of skirts for the spring and summer and dresses paired with some kind of chunky, clunky kind of booties and tennis. Oh, that'll be good to, <laughs> I'll keep an eye on your feet for that. Okay. It'll be comfortable. Yeah. Oh, well, of course, uh, because, you know, now that we're not so restricted being at home, it's a good time to rethink 
what you want to wear and how you want to feel comfortable. I agree. I agree. Are there any fabrics you've enjoyed working with so far in your sewing life? I love woven, but I also really love stretch fabrics. I love stretch fabrics because, and it doesn't have to be with four-way stretch, but just even if there's a tiny bit of stretch, they're forgiving. And so I like to try to kind of color outside the line, so to speak. And so even if there is a pattern that calls for a woven fabric, if there, I can find one that has a little bit of stretch, that gives me some type of comfort. So I think I lean toward more of a fabric with a tiny bit of stretch. Although I work with anything. I love Ankara fabric, the wax prints, and I've made a lot of things using Ankara, but I have to be more spot on, but I like to work with a a number of different, but a little bit of stretch definitely speaks to me. That's good. I can identify with that. (laughs) So can our listeners. (laughs) When you're working through a sewing project, what is always in the back of your mind that keeps you going? When I'm approaching a project, the thing that's always in the back, especially with a pattern test or with a complicated pattern is trust the process. Just trust the process because sometimes we can get in our heads and they say to, you know, they may tell you to do something a certain way and you're already thinking ahead, like, well, I normally do it this way, or I don't understand how this is going to lead to the intended outcome. And I just have to say to myself often, bird, trust the process. And for me, that really, truly does indeed work. It allows me just to calm down. Okay, take your time. I know some people like to pick up a pattern and read it from beginning to end. I like to just take it step by step. And again, trusting the process. Thank you for sharing how trusting the process gets you through each project, Bird. Absolutely. But thank you so much for sharing how you've come into sewing and the achievements that you've been able to create in such a short period of time. So what advice would you give listeners who have just started to sew? Maria, I definitely would say start small and buy only the fabric that you need for a particular project and look for fabrics that are on sale because you know, sometimes we may make a mistake and and to feel comfortable making those mistakes, knowing that you haven't spent hundreds and hundreds of US dollars on fabric. So start small, try to buy fabrics on sale. Don't overspend on your first sewing machine. So as I shared, I started off with a very inexpensive brother machine, which I love. And I pulled that machine out for my jeans pattern test because it actually honestly did a really great job working through the dense material. So don't overspend on fabric. Don't overspend on your sewing machine. And most importantly, keep a sense of humor. There have been many times that I've been in the process of making something and I look at it and I just have to laugh at myself like, oh my God, did you really just do that? And then having to pick it apart. So not taking it so seriously, but just keeping a sense of humor. That's really good advice for new sewers and for existing sewers too, (laughs) keeping a sense of humor. But thank you so much for coming on to Sober 50s podcast. I really appreciate the fact that you've shared the way that you contribute to the community and how, you know, you're now contributing to the sewing community. You've done it in so many facets of your life. And I just want to say thank you for doing that for the sewing community as well. 
Thank you, Maria, so much. Again, I truly, truly appreciate the opportunity to participate. This has been great and it's been fun. Thank you so much. Listeners, if you want to be a guest editor about a topic that you wish to share with Sir Over 50 followers, make sure you direct message Sir Over 50 on Instagram. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode for Sir Over 50 podcast on Soul Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Bird, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organised Style podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Soul Over 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.